Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, good to have you here on this Wednesday. The Boeing Max, the Air Max 737, to be specific, has been cleared to fly again by the Trudeau government, and Thursday, WestJet will put the first one back in the skies. I don't know about you, but are you comfortable getting on one of these things? I mean, this is a plane that was involved with two crashes just five months apart in 2019 that killed 346 people. And the plane has been grounded for two years with reviews and uh, changes made to the flaws that caused those crashes. But a number of families who lost loved ones on this model of airplanes simply don't trust the aircraft, feeling that the Trudeau government hasn't done nearly enough to make sure that regulations are updated and that more people could be killed because of this. And interestingly, when you look at the number of Canadians surveyed on this particular plane as to whether they'll get back aboard, 64% of Canadians say, thanks, but no thanks. Chris Moore uh, was father to Danielle, a 24-year-old who was on board that Ethiopian flight, killed along with 17 other Canadians. He joins us now. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You have spoken out a number of times on this. I mean, your daughter was uh, just a baby, 24 years old, heading off to a meeting of the UN Environmental Assembly, probably the most excited she has been. Um and and she lost her life aboard that flight, and you still don't think they're they're safe. But talk to us about her, um, the loss of her, um, and where you are now. Um, you know, with that loss. Well, Danielle was a, a courageous leader, and um, she always was. You know, thinking about that the little guy. She was, um, you know, she was a champion for justice, and uh, she was an environmental activist. Um, she really kept, um, you know, friends with with many people. It, it didn't matter, you know, what side of the uh, the tracks you came from. Um, if you were an in- interesting individual, she would really love to get to know you, and um, you know, you'd be having a a lot of good times and happy times with her. She was always uh, cracking jokes, and um, but she also had a very serious side of her as well. This happened back in 2019. It feels like a blink in the eye that when both of these flights went down and then COVID moved in. And I think you and probably many, many other families feel that that this has been overshadowed by a pandemic and maybe not getting the scrutiny it deserves. Where are, you know, you and the other families in feeling, A, there's been any justice in this particular issue and and where um, the Canadian government is moving forward with getting those planes back in the sky? Well, first off, we, we all feel that it, there is no justice, um, you know, especially what the Department of Justice has uh, ruled or um, the plea bargain they allowed uh, Boeing to uh, to plea. Uh, that is a, a slap in our face. Um, with respect to the Transport Canada, uh, I think the problem that they're, they're faced with is that they, ha- they're, they have to abide by um, a... Uh, an airworthiness agreement that's a, a bilateral agreement with the United States FAA. And so their hands are tied. Um, they have to basically validate that plane uh, as it's presented to them for safety in uh, in Canada. 
Um, but there's all these little wiggle clauses in the regulations that allow it to uh, a 50-year-old plane to still uh, fly in the, the air with grandfathered hazards. So we're, we, we don't feel good about that. Yeah, I mean, this was more than just a Boeing issue. This was a Federal Aviation Authority. And if the Federal Aviation Authority was shutting its eyes and uh, cutting corners, um, and there hasn't been a, a complete structural overturn and rebuilding, I don't know how anyone can trust it. I mean, I'm not a great flyer at the best of times, but I'm, I simply will never get on one of these planes. Um, and it's not just that I worry that Boeing hasn't done its job, but I think a lot of people wonder, well, if the Federal Aviation Authority has turned its eye to, to the flaws of this aircraft, where else are they cutting corners? That's exactly correct. Uh, and in fact, even um, after the second crash, when Boeing was still trying to uh, impress upon FAA that uh, it's safe for uh, pilots, they were coaching or um, uh, telling the, the pilots what to expect in their uh, simulator test, uh, mm -hmm. which goes against what they're supposed to do. So they didn't have safety um, at the forefront either. So th there's so many issues you just can't trust. Um, what's going on. Uh, there needs to be a wholesale change um, within FAA and with Boeing. And uh, we I need mean, to rip up the, the agreement. Yeah, I mean, there haven't been any charges, which, you know, I think were we not dealing with COVID, maybe there would have been more pressure and certainly more eyes on the issue to, to put that pressure on it. But there really hasn't been accountability. And I know that you and a number of other families have been pushing for an independent inquiry, and yet that is not even a thought on the radar. That is correct. And um, well, because we, 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 we think that the, we should get a, a, a independent panel of um, experts to look after the uh, the uh, the Boeing 737 Max, uh, mm -hmm. and not just the MCAS. We want the entire plane looked at. Uh, this plane does not, as we said, uh, does not meet the uh, safety standards. And if uh, if what Transport Canada says is true, that they want to change the uh, change product rule, start with this plane. This plane would not be able to be certified or validated under the current um, safety standards. And, you know, what goes for Canada and the United States, you know, as far as changes may not be implemented in other countries where you have, let's say, a, a third world country or a country that um, might not have, I guess, customer safety uh, first of mind or may not have the economic structure behind it like a Canadian or American company. I think that is a concern. But at the end of the day, uh, Canadians fly out of other countries on these aircraft. And if they don't have the same protocols, uh, changes to training and structures in place, uh, we might or could get a, a repeat of, of history. That is correct. And that's why it is so important to ensure that the plane is safe. Um, we need to make sure that the pilots are given um, the safest plane that they can can fly. And, you know, if you were to look at all the procedures that they have to go through with the 737 MAX, uh, mm -hmm. just because of the uh, this whole issue with the, um, the angle of attack sensors and, um, you know, the runaway stabilizer, it's just, you know, um, they're not given the best product to fly this plane. And uh, like I said, this is a 50-year-old plane right now, and it's going to limp on into another couple more decades. And the flyers will, be have, will have to take this, um, 
this type of plane if they want to get somewhere, you know, eventually, because it will be um, be one of the most popular ones, as they uh, they say. You know, it's um, a personal personal fight for you and the other families. Um, you know, but you can't get change without that fight. Do you believe in time or at some point that there will be justice for your daughter and the others on that plane and on and and on the other uh, aircraft that went down as well? Yeah, I I have to remain uh, hopeful. I'm I'm sort of channel, channeling my. Uh, my daughter's spirit, and she was all about uh, hope, peace, and love. And um, so I have to remain uh, hopeful. And I think that that's about the only thing that keeps me going um, because it doesn't look good right now, what's happening in the States and even within our country. Um, you know, it, it's it's all about the industry. Um, but yeah. as long as I'm, I'm keeping on going, I'm not, um, I'm not standing still. There, there's hope, and that's the only way I can look at it. And I, I just hope that uh, we can make a change. Um, hopefully, we make uh, some changes uh, into safety in Canada and uh, around the world. And uh, yeah, we remain hopeful. We have to. Well, I thank you for um, speaking out. We'll continue speaking out because stories like this just haven't gotten the uh, attention they deserve and would normally get if not for COVID, which I'm sure has just not just wreaked havoc in your lives as everyone else, but certainly interrupted in the grief and uh, and the loss of your daughter. So I thank you, Chris, for joining us. Well, thank you very much, Alex. Chris Moore joining us here tonight. Still fighting a good fight. And again, this is another story like Flight 752 like so many other big stories that just have not gotten the attention because COVID takes up all the oxygen in the room. But remember, this particular flight, this particular plane takes off tomorrow with WestJet. And um, whether or not uh, the changes that needed to be made have been made, I guess time will tell. I just hope that we don't learn again um, the hard way, as we do so often. Coming up next, why are we not getting Pfizer vaccines? Is it a matter of the company not uh, wanting to give to Canada because they can't do business here, or is it because our Prime Minister is not fighting enough for it? We'll talk about that next. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on point, and this is Global News Radio.